good Friday afternoon to you. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Urshry, and I, I guess we'll be joined a little later by PJ Zuko. He's got bigger and better things to do, Cam. You sounded a little salty there. Just, uh, I, I guess we'll be joined here in a little bit by PJ. You know, I mean, Penn State, I think, is on a bye week this week, so PJ thinks he can take Friday as a bye week. He, he may or may not join us a little bit later. Oh, Penn State's on a bye. I didn't know that. I think I think uh, that brutal schedule. I know. I think they have a lot of people on a bye week inside the Big Ten right now. But we have a lot to get to today. We have we know who the Braves are playing coming up in the NLCS. We get the rematch from last year. Which I'll be honest, I said it yesterday on the show. I would have rather have played the Giants. Did you see how that game ended? No, now that I didn't. Okay, I know it was one one, and then so it's two one. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, runner on first. Mm-hmm. And they have a two-strike count. Batter checks his swing, like clearly checks his swing. Mm-hmm. And the first base umpire goes, out, game over, season over, 107 wins, doesn't matter, you're done. Dang. Just mm. I thought our friend Robbie Ross made a really good point. If that had happened to the Braves, mm-hmm. there would be fires. Yep. And, like, property destroyed. Controversial call. I mean, that's what playoffs are for, though. You, you know, you Playoffs are for controversial calls? I've seen a lot in the playoffs lately. I think, if anything, it just brings out the need for robot umpires more. Yeah, no, that's true. Laser, that's true. Just lasers. If you can tell if they break that plane with their bat mm-hmm. or not, whatever. It's easy. It's not one person ruining an entire season right there. They need that in all sports. Replaying. Um, you want, just you calls want, you want robot, robot replays? Yeah. That's like a whole different level of cognitive ability from robots and AI. <sighs> I mean... In cer- I guess in certain sports. Like- what is your favorite? No, what is your favorite? I didn't know that we were going to be here today. But what is your favorite just antiquated thing you see from officials, like regardless of sports? Because mine is still them running the chains out there in football. Like the fact that we're still doing that in the NFL. Like college football, I get it because it would be hard to install that in mm. all the different stadiums around college football where you have 130 just in FBS. But the NFL – I think NFL does. I feel that. like you they can put like I crowd. feel like you can put like a microchip in the ball, mm-hmm. and when you move the markers, you, you'll know just by like a ping or something like that if they pick yeah. the first down with the ball. But it's like, nope. What we're gonna do is we're gonna stop play. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, I'm gonna wave my hands over my head. I'm gonna stop play. I'm gonna point at myself, and then we're gonna measure, and they're gonna come out. And sometimes I'm gonna have to just eyeball it. And if it's really close, I'm gonna take out a postcard and just slide it between the ball and the chain to see how first down. All right, I let mean, us reset these downs and we'll run off. I think they do that to try to get the crowd in at this point. You, I think that's on do you, purpose. Does, do you get amped up when you see the officials coming out? No, me personally, no. But if you're there at the games and say you're like the Falcons and you get a big first down, you, I mean, crowds are going to go crazy. I've seen it like Baltimore. I've seen that happen before. I but, can tell you regardless yeah. of what the call is, it's just whether or not it goes for your team. Yeah. Like, even if they're clearly stopped and you come up short on the down markers, it's just going to boo. Yeah, it's going to be a boo. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. That's probably it. Um, what's another thing? Like, NBA replays and, like, pass interferences. Like, some things are obvious. You don't have to go well, back it's like, and like look For at me, it's replay. like the – for NBA, it's like the really inconsistent calls, like the, the three-second violations. Yeah. Where it's like you can go back and watch any NBA game, and there's multiple times throughout the game where you could call people for three seconds. Like, if you're going to do that, like I said, microchips. And the flagrants are – it's bad. So, I mean, I literally watched 
a game, a conference finals games this year that lasted over an hour and only had four minutes left yeah. in the fourth quarter. So officiating, I don't think, you know, I don't want to get on a fish officials because they do that but get on them they don't they don't do a no, really the, good job lately well, well these aren't like the guys who work a nine to five and then go out mm-hmm. and officiate a game between two high schools that's true these, these are this, like this is their job yeah i don't think they do a great job i you know it's, i'm 50 50 yeah it's fascinating Very all right true but so we have braves dodgers coming up uh and so now actually even though the dodgers won like what 18 more games than the braves the braves are the home team yeah. In this series, because the Braves won the division, the Dodgers are technically a wild card team, uh, even though, even though they had 106 wins. And so, 8:07 tomorrow night at Truist Park, you have Game One of the NLCS. Uh, we'll have full coverage for you coming up on that. Uh, but then, of course, Cam 3:30 tomorrow, you have Number 11 Kentucky at Number One Georgia. We get the news late last night uh, that Tyke Smith. The transfer from West Virginia has torn his ACL, so he's done for the season. And all of a sudden. Yeah, he really hasn't played. He got his first snaps yeah. of the year last week against Auburn, and they were on special teams. Mm-hmm. And it's been uh, Brinny has stepped in, but all of a sudden you're looking at Georgia's secondary, and it is very thin right now. Christopher Smith goes out of that Auburn game with a shoulder injury. It's doubtful that he'll be able to play. So it looks like Dan Jackson, uh, big number forty-seven, is going to get the start at safety. Or you could slide Brini back and bring in someone else at that nickel spot. The star spot is what they call it. But this isn't Kentucky of the years past where it's Benny Snell and Terry Wilson and they're just trying to run the ball 80% of the time and throw it every now and then. Will Levis can hurt you throwing the ball deep. Uh, Wondell Robinson can hurt you on some routes. So they have some ball players out there now that can stretch the field. I mean, LSU's defense isn't anything to write home about, but they put up 40-plus point on, points on LSU last year. I think all of a sudden that secondary is a legitimate concern. Yeah, I mean, it's a concern, but, I mean, this is why you're Georgia. You recruit um, five-star players for this kind of moment. You're out. You miss a few guys. A guy goes down, an All-American with an ACL injury, but you build this depth in the offseason with recruiting for a reason. So, uh, me personally, you've been playing like this all year. You've been without a lot of your weapons all year. So, normally I would give a team a pass like, oh, dang, you know, they've missed it. But you've played without them all year and dominated. So, I don't see this being an excuse. That is fascinating because Georgia really hasn't been healthy at all this season. No. You've been missing your starting quarterback for a majority of the games. Uh, you're, you're down your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. You lost the tight end slash receiver you thought you were getting in as a transfer from LSU for off-the-field stuff. And you're playing – like, if I told you at the beginning of the year, Lad McConkey would be your leading receiver in the Auburn game, you're like, oh, my God, things have gone off the rails. This is going to be bad. Yeah, I would tell you I don't even know who that is at first. I mean, obviously I know who it is now, but beginning of well, the season. Well, I mean, I'm people like, from no. Savannah should know who it is because my man yeah. came down uh, and played Jenkins in the semifinals a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and he was playing quarterback, uh, and dude was nice. But uh, he's – I th- actually think he's going to be a really good receiver. He's a good slot receiver, and the dude can absolutely fly. So I think he's going to end up being a good receiver. But, again, at the beginning of the season when I was like – Hey, going into Auburn, it's going to be Stetson Bennett, and your leading rece- receiver is going to be Lad McConkey. Yeah. You'd be real worried. Yeah, the only thing I can say I'm worried about this Georgia team, like, it's not a consistent lineup every week. It's like you're throwing but guys it, but it's around. But it's the same result every it's week. It's the same it's just result. A, it's just a bludgeoning. And I think a lot mm. of that has to do with a couple of things. Number one, we're worried about the secondary, but I think Brooks Austin brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. 
you have to be able to have time to throw the football. And That's so true. far this season, no quarterback has had time to throw the football. Uh, and then the second part is, I think we were so worried about the passing game. And honestly, I think a lot of teams have tried to play Georgia like a passing team that Todd Munkin, they forget he is, I'm going to take what you give me. Yeah. And it's just, it's been smash mouth football for the past couple weeks. You went to Jordan Hare and ran for 200 yards. That is 1980s Georgia football, 1990s Georgia football, 2000s Georgia football, and now apparently present Georgia football is if you can run for 200 yards in a road SEC game, you're going to win a lot of football games. And I I need to apologize to Zamir White Mm -hmm. because I legitimately question why he came back. And he's been playing good. Because I was like, I was like, dude, like you probably going to be third or fourth on this depth chart. Mm-hmm. And he's a grown man out there running the football right now. And he's the perfect fit at running back, I think, for the style of play they're having, which is, yeah, give me five yards, and if you can break something else, cool. But and he's gonna, yeah, playing. he's gonna run between the hole and the tackles, and he's gonna smash you in the mouth, and it's gonna be hard to stop him for anything less than four yards. Yeah, I mean that's how they've been playing. It's been, it hasn't been like you know, in the past you see some of these guys run off of big plays like Chubb runs for forty. Swift runs for 40. It hasn't really well, been that this but year. But I, I don't think inside of this offense, right, you're going to see a yeah. ton of runs like that because it's still under center, but teams are playing you for the pass a little mm-hmm. bit more so now. When you saw Chubb and Michelle and uh, DeAndre Swift breaking those runs, it's because they'd have seven, eight guys at the line, of, the scrimmage, line of scrimmage, and as soon as you get past that, it's just, yeah, it's a foot race. Yeah. You don't really see that right now with this and, team. And I like how they're using the running back by committee. You see them using Mira White on the goal Everybody's line. Everybody's fresh. Yeah. yeah, they're using him more so on the goal line to get touchdowns. James Cook is kind of give you that kind of speed in the middle of the field. Kendall Milton, he's in there sometimes. So I like what they're doing. It's all running back by committee. So you got one guy getting 10 carries, 15, uh, another 10, and that's 35 carries right there. And then you're getting 200-plus yards. Is running back by committee, fresh legs. It's hard to beat a team like that. Uh, I mean, this is the first Georgia team where I've said, I don't know if we have, how can I say, every down back, but we have definitely enough running backs to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, Zamir White can catch the football if you need mm-hmm. him to, but I think James Cook and Kenny McIntosh yeah. are more of your guys in that situation. Kenny McIntosh has been banged up, but you really haven't noticed because, like you said, mm-hmm. you still have the three guys with Zamir White, James Cook, uh, and Kendall Milton. But, I mean, Cam, you are 6-0 and right now. Your leading rusher in terms of attempts is Zamir White with 71. That's just over, what, 11 a game? Yeah, that's not even a – that's not a lot. So that shows you and, right there. Yeah, and beyond yeah. that, James Cook has 41 carries. Kendall Milton has 45. Kenny McIntosh has 29. Uh, Dejon Edwards, and kind of cleanup time, he has 27. And like, you see the balance, yeah. And so you have – and I, I want to look up B. John Robinson's stats for Texas because you were talking about the complete – Oh, yeah, it's over 100. I looked at yeah, it this the morning. the complete opposite. And Kenneth Walker. I'm, curi- I'm curious as to why you were looking up B. John Robinson's stats this morning, um, but I respect that. I no, yeah, he has, he, he has 125 carries on the year. Yeah, that's more than Cook and Zamir combined. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't so know what just, Kenneth Walker is. What is what so is, it's just it's it's you are going to be fresh. And like now if you can get through this Kentucky game, which again, Georgia's a twenty one and a half point favorite, which as much as we've talked about this game, which it is a big deal, right? It's huge for Kentucky. They're off to their best start since nineteen fifty when Bear Bryant was still their head coach. This is the first time in SEC East history two teams with six and zero or better records have met ever, which is wild to me thinking about all those Jacksonville games uh, between Georgia and Florida, but I guess each one or one or the other would have at least a loss. So this is the first year at two SEC East East teams teams have played with 6-0 or better records. 
That's shocking. Well, it's just uh, you got to think like it, even if it was like going to Jacksonville and Florida with seven zero, typically Georgia would have a loss already to a Tennessee, a South Carolina, something like that, or flip it around and. And Georgia's, when Georgia's been really good, typically Florida hasn't been right there. So, I mean, it's uh, it's fascinating. But, yeah, this is the latest undefeated matchup we've seen in terms of the schedule in SEC East history. And it's huge for Kentucky. And BJ said it might be the biggest game in the history of their program. No, it is. Yeah. I mean, this is their number 11. We know Kentucky for basketball. Um, but, I mean, there was a couple years ago where I think you had number six Georgia against number 11 Kentucky in Lexington. Mm-hmm. And that one was for the SEC that, East as well. You're right. That was – 2018? 18? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah, 18 because Swift. Yeah, yeah, Swift was there. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. But this is the biggest game. Georgia's number one, and Kentucky actually has, like, a chance. Like, I'm not saying a chance to – I think Georgia is still going to win, but they have a chance if they beat Georgia Georgia to has to play a B – yeah. C game. I'll say a C game. And to, Kentucky yeah. has to play out of their mind. They have to play an A-plus game. Yeah. That's the only way they're going to win um, – you know, I got the dogs covering as well. So, um, spoiler alert. Oh, we we'll get yeah. our picks coming up in a little <laughs> bit. But again, that's coming up this uh, on three thirty. And then, like I said, as soon as that one's over, you start getting ready for Game One of the NLCS mm-hmm. with the Braves and the Dodgers. Some other really good games coming up. And actually, actually, what we're going to do next, we will give you your TV guide for this yeah. coming Saturday. I know a lot of people out there like me. You got the two screens set up at home plus the laptop. Phone? And if you really need it, the phone. you got to have the phone free to be on Twitter. That's so true. So we'll get you your TV guide. We start at noon, and we get you the games and, like, which TV slash laptop slash phone you need to have them set up on, and then we go throughout the day. So we'll give you your TV guide coming up next, and also at the end of the show, we will give you our picks for the weekend coming up as well. Christian Gokel alongside Cam Urshry here on ESPN Radio. We'll be right back after this. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko and Cam Urshry. PJ Zuko, kind enough to join us here. Well, hey, I've been here the whole time. What do you mean? Yeah, okay. There are so many things we talked about in that opening segment that we know you would have had an opinion on. Of course. That we can prove to everyone out there that you were indeed not on the program. I, uh, you know, I just didn't want to... I didn't want to talk over anyone, you know. I didn't want to be too loud or anything like that. I wanted you guys to get your points in. Sure. That's it. Okay. Anyway. That's it. Anyway. You know. We're going to give people the TV guide, PJ. So I guess what I need to know from both of you guys is this. What does your TV setup look like at your house slash apartments? Oh. um, How many screens do you have to view games on? Okay. Well, that just changed for me. I just moved I, it, in in my room in my room i made sure to say it right for y'all uh i have basically like a, a you know in a in a corner of the room i said or whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever man i'm just i'm just being me all right That's so fine. like in the corner of the room you have a probably 30 inch computer screen okay so i'll have something on and then a a larger you know big screen tv to okay. the right of that so you know, so you got two screens set up, two different ones. Cam, yeah. Cam, what are you looking at? At the new spot in my room. No, no, I don't care about your room because you're not going to be walking into different rooms to be watching games. Oh no, where, where you watch games in my room? What is your screen? Okay, so your room's good. Yeah, I don't like. My. I don't need. I don't need to know what part of your house you're doing. I need to know what your screen <laughs> setup looks like. Nah, you guys are like, yeah, you know, I just got some new candles for the kitchen, 
and I've been thinking about I mean, what, some magnets for if, the If you fridge. asked me this a week ago, it was different. All right. No, that's fine. And I'll say but, for my team, no, it's actually kind of different every that's week. That's fine. I just need to know what your screen looks like. Yeah. A monitor. You have a monitor? Yeah. <laughs> I use my computer and my phone. So you have three. Yep. Okay. So what I need to know is, and what I have is I have the big TV, I have a smaller TV, and then I have my laptop. And mm -hmm. so what I'll do is big TVs hooked up to Xbox. So potentially running the ESPN app, I could have four games just on that TV. Yeah. Uh, and then I plug wow. I plug the cable into the monitor, and then you have the laptop, which you can put on another game. Yeah. And so what I need from you, so PJ, you have two screens. I need to know, starting at noon, what are the two games people should be watching? Cam, same thing with you. You have three screens. I need to know, big screen, little screen, phone, what they should be watching. And I'll start. Hmm. Big screen at noon, and I don't think this was a question. You got Oklahoma State, Texas on the big screen at noon. It's a top 25 matchup. Texas last week showed that they can be one of the most fun teams in the country for the good or for the detriment of their fans, mental health. But they're a fun <laughs> team. Oklahoma State on the other side, undefeated, maybe the most quiet undefeated team in the country. They're playing a lot of defense, not a ton of offense this year uh, for Oklahoma State. So I think that's going to be a really fun game. So on the big screen, give me Oklahoma State, Texas. On the smaller screen, give me Auburn at Arkansas. That's a good one. I want to see if Arkansas can go from a media darling to three consecutive losses. And then also just the Bo Nix experiment is always fun to watch as well. And then also at noon on the laptop, just because, you know, I want to see how bad this thing can get for LSU. You have <laughs> Florida at LSU in a noon kick. Number 20 Florida at LSU for a noon kick. So, again, Texas, Oklahoma State, Auburn, Arkansas, and then on the laptop, Florida, LSU. Who's, who's on your screens at noon, PJ? I got you. I'm going to change mine a little bit. I, I was looking at that Auburn-Arkansas game on the computer on the smaller screen because that is going to be fun, right? You have Bo Nix just running around for his life, throwing the ball up in the air and, and trying to see if someone can come down with it. Um, and then you have Arkansas with that interesting, fun, like, you know, running quarterback offense but can put it in the air from time. It's, it's a fun game to watch. But I'll probably keep that on my phone. And, and just kind of sporadically check that. Instead, on the big TV, definitely watch te Texas-Oklahoma State because you never know what you're going to get from Texas. Um, it, obviously, high-octane offense there last week against Oklahoma came up just short in the second half, uh, but, but Oklahoma State is always going to put up points. So that one's going to be exciting. On the smaller one, I'm actually going to have UCF and Cincinnati because Cincinnati is a fun team to watch. You know, you net another one that they're most likely going to come out with a victory every single week. That defense is going to control the game, but offensively, they're not always going to be great. Like what they, they go through spurts where they're just eh, iffy and UCF, they live for games like this, right? No, I know Gus they're three on, and two. Gus on for games like this. Yeah. Well, I, I know they're three and two and, and they're not going undefeated and winning a fake national championship this year, Oh wow! but it's going to be fun. Like they're going to keep it close. So give me that one. And um, I'll, like I said, I'll keep up with Auburn, Arkansas on my phone. Yeah, I can't do the phone thing. I, I know you guys are surprised. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I didn't say anything about Michigan State, Indiana there. Oh, but it, See, that's the thing. If I want a nap, I'll watch that game. Yeah, it's like watching golf. Yeah. Cam, you said you're one of the weird people who watches games on their phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. That's actually that's I can't my do that. I need, I need the phone free. No, phone is my go-to. I just click the ESPN app, swipe it up, and it's still right. there in the corner. So, so you have you have TV, 
TV is going to be Auburn, Arkansas. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's All right. on the smaller screen? The smaller screen? Is, uh, are, I'm you, are, you, are you two screen or a three screen? Are we got three screens going on? No, nah, just two. All right. So what's on the phone? Um, no. Uh, yeah, so no, it'd be you three. say three. If you yeah. have the phone, that's three. Yeah, three. Uh, Michigan State is going to be. I'm a, I'm a Michigan uh, State yeah. homer. Yeah, yeah, yeah you I got, got a friend it. up there. Yeah, I got and then his friends are mine. So you know, a Michigan nice, State guy. It's gonna be a nice thirteen right. to seven game. That's yeah, maybe, a nice yeah. little low Cam, scoring Cam game. Cam taking a nap at noon. Yeah. <laughs> and then what's I on mean, your phone? My phone. That's gonna be a tough one because I I would like to see Cincinnati. I want to see how they respond to UCF. I don't think that's gonna be an easy game. Like twenty one points. I don't think it's gonna be that easy. But I would do Oklahoma State, Texas. I want to see how real. Oklahoma State is. I don't know if they're going to beat Texas. B. John Robinson is out of his mind right now. Let's just put it like points. that. Yeah. yeah, just the points all together, man. It is enough to pull you in. Mm-hmm. All right, three thirty. Not quite the same kind of slate as noon. Uh, I mean, obviously the base screen is Georgia Kentucky. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty much the answer across the board. There are some other interesting games in here. I mean, you can have Miami North Carolina uh, is going to be a good stay, uh, game. For the love of God, whatever you do, don't watch Arizona, Colorado, or Vanderbilt, South <laughs> Carolina. Like for your mental health, don't do that. But I do think there is a like the second best game is pretty clear, and it's two unranked teams, but it's also for kind of the driver's seat in their division. Pitt and Virginia Tech. Mm. Yeah, you got a four and one team and a three and two team, but they're both one and zero in the ACC. That's mm. going to be a really good game. So that one's on the smaller screen than the laptop, I guess, if I need something up there. You know <laughs> what? I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to say Miami, North Carolina, because no one cares. Uh, give me UAB, Southern Miss. Southern okay. Miss isn't great, but I do like UAB. They can put up some points. And yeah. They're a fun team to watch. I'll put UAB, Southern Miss on the laptop. Interesting. Mm. I'll go ahead, and on the big screen, I'm actually not going to have Holy Kentucky, cow. Georgia. And I'll give what, you. I'll, are you what, are you watching Netflix? I'll give you the. Are reason, you finishing Squid Game? I'll give you the reason why in a second. I actually I haven't started. Blame you on that. Um, <laughs> I I know a lot about that, but I, I actually haven't started that show yet. Um, going to, on the big screen, sneaky here. You didn't even mention it. West Coast versus, you know, middle, middle ground. Give me BYU and Baylor. Okay. Could care less. Because Baylor can put up some points. I know they, they dropped a game a few weeks ago. But that could be a team that late in the season they could only have one loss and, and could be upset in the apple cart in the Big 12. And BYU is, is always just kind of kind of wild story and, and fun to watch. So give me BYU, Baylor. And then on the, la- on the computer, give me G- Georgia and Kentucky. And this is why. You have, I mean, basically I just, the matchups aren't right for Kentucky in that game. I, I don't want to give away picks or anything like that. We'll do that later, I know. The matchups aren't right, so I think that could be that could get bad in the second half. We'll see, but um, if if that changes, if I'm wrong, I'll switch the two. But either way, those are the two games I'm watching. All right, Cam. Yeah, I'm only watching two games at 3:30. Uh, Georgia and Kentucky on the big screen. Love it. Um, and I'm stuck between I, the team you you guys just play Iowa and Purdue. I'm Ugh. stuck on that game. And I know it's going to even bring them up. It'd be a boring game, but I'm stuck because, I mean, they could be hungover and it could be upset alert. I've, I've seen it happen in Ohio State. Cam could be hungover. Who um, knows? <laughs> see how many injuries they can do. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm not letting Christy get away with that. But okay, okay. No, I'm staying on course. And then Pitt and Virginia Tech. Uh I, I actually I would go Iowa and Purdue. I will actually watch that game. You know what's I wild know. is like y'all aren't saying Pitt and Virginia Tech. 
Pitt may have the the Heisman leader right now in Kenny Pickett. He's wild, man. It's a, that's a fun team to watch. But yeah, look at yeah. his stats, Cam. I Tell me I'm I haven't wrong. put. I haven't had my eyes right. on Pitt. I actually, this is, you, you might be surprised when I say this. Good I Lord. didn't pick that game because Tell I. Tell the people what's going on with Kenny Pickett. Everybody, a thousand seven hundred yards, nineteen touchdowns, the to one pick. It's definitely a pro prospect. Four and yeah. one. No, for sure. Four and I mean, one. Yeah, Who is he, their lone he's loss? A, he's a solid player, no doubt. I, I think mean, it's terrible. And, and like you their said, one, right there in the Heisman race. Oh, the Lord. only reason why tell I didn't the people who they lost to, Cam. West, Western Michigan. There you go. What? Sorry, PJ. No, the, the only reason why I didn't pick that game is because I re- I actually respect Pitt too much. Like I think ah. that's I don't think that's going to be a game. In the <laughs> I don't think anyone's quarter. ever said that. I mean, that they respect I Pitt too much. All right, the night slate is where it gets interesting, right? Because you have a bunch of really good games coming up around seven o'clock, and so what I have to do <laughs> is give y'all a couple of different options here and it's based off of what's happening so at seven o'clock on the big screen you have alabama mississippi state there's a distinct possibility that this is just a savagery blowout like oh my god kids don't watch uh yeah but there's also the distinct possibility because it's at mississippi state mike leach loves to do weird things that this game is weird right i remember 2000 17 or 16 alabama went to mississippi state and like alabama was number one team in the country demolishing people and mississippi state just made it weird you got the cowbells at seven o'clock it's gonna be fun so that's on the big screen and then flipping over on the smaller screen on the laptop it's old miss tennessee mm-hmm. they might put up 140 points in this game and yeah. that's not an exaggeration it's gonna be so much fun to watch that uh and then on the laptop ah uh, you know i'm stuck between a couple ones uh, i think NC State, Boston College, if you're looking for significance inside the ACC, that's probably your biggest one. But does significance in the ACC actually matter? Probably not. Uh, Pac-12, same thing. You have UCLA, Washington. Probably doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. I think this could be fun for a lot of reasons, and so probably why I'll have it on the smaller screen. you got Army at Wisconsin, baby. It's going to be a two-hour game. It's going to be you know, it's gonna be like a running clock, but not because it's the score's out of hand, just because you know neither team can throw, <laughs> and it's going to be a do. whole lot of running. But yeah. here's the contingency is an hour into that slate, NLCS game one starts. Ooh. And so here's where I'm at. Yeah. Once 8 o'clock nine. rolls around, if it's like 17-14 Alabama or Mississippi State, like right there, they're staying on the big screen. Mm-hmm. NLCS is rotating to the smaller TV, and we have Ole Miss Tennessee on the laptop. And then if it's a blowout, Alabama's just kicking the crap out of Mississippi State. I was trying to think of like a polite way to describe no, it. No, there's no uh, way to say it other than that. NLCS goes to the big screen. Then we have we'll have uh, Ole Miss Tennessee, and then we'll rotate probably between NC State, Boston College, and Army Wisconsin, just in case Army decides to do something weird in that game. Hmm. Those are all good points for sure. If if Wisconsin does what they need to and gives the ball to that running back, then then like you said, that'll be that. Um, I, you know, I I know what you're saying about the Alabama Mississippi State thing, but I cowbells, think PJ, I'm, the, I'm the happy power that of the one, cowbells. I'm happy that one starts at seven because by seven thirty, when the other ones start, it could be over. Um, just it just will with, be. yeah, just with what you got there. So I'll watch that one on the big screen for the first thirty minutes, and then without a doubt, it's switching to Ole Miss Tennessee. 
I I am so on board with this matchup. I can't wait. I got I got my popcorn ready. I'm good to go. I'm yeah. throwing like M and M's. Here's in that what's thing. so lame it's about this Alabama Mississippi State game because so here's what's probably going to happen is it could be a fun game, but I feel like Alabama isn't going to risk anything weird happening. So they're just going to turn around and hand the ball to Robinson and just yeah. bludgeon Mississippi State in the face right. repeatedly, and nothing weird is going to happen. And they're going to win like 28 to six or something like that, just because. They don't want to do anything to where they put it, the the game and the fate in fate's hands, right? They're just going to sit there and bludge a Mississippi State. I hope that doesn't happen, but I feel like that's going to happen. No, I think that they're going to do that. They're going to control the ball, uh, the, the time of possession, and you know Mike Leach in that offense that can score sixty points. Like the isn't over do under is fifty eight. I would probably take the under in that. Absolutely, I, I would absolutely because I think that the defense is going to. All right, sorry. So what's on the TVs? Go. Um, I. Uh, the only reason why I'm putting the, the TV is Ole Miss Tennessee, without a doubt. Like that's that's going to be amazing. I think that might be like 72 to 69 or something, and I can't nice. wait for it. Um, also, Tennessee is going with all, the all orange, and I love that look. Anyway, on the on the computer is going to be TCU Oklahoma, only because every single game Oklahoma plays is close. They and, Gary, and Gary Patterson loves complaining. They about can't things. control a game. Yeah, for sure. They can't control a game. So that game, without a doubt, is going to be. It might not be fun to watch, but it's going to be close in the fourth quarter. So those Cam? are the two for me. Uh, TV, I have to go. Ole Miss, Tennessee. I mean, Lane Kiffin with going that back. hat on, huh? With that hat on, <laughs> yeah, with this hat on. Wow. All right. And I'm saying all this. I'm probably not going to watch an ounce of football other than Savannah State Saturday. That's fair. But. Um, Ole Miss, Lane Kevin returns to Tennessee. This That's is what you cool. want to watch. This is You're giving the people advice. Well, advice, definitely Ole Miss, Tennessee. Then, um, on the computer, probably Oklahoma, TCU. Okay. Because I want to see Caleb Williams. That's um, fair. I want to see that situation. Yeah, did you see the story behind that real quick? Because I know we got to get to picks. Mm-hmm. Did you see the story from the student newspaper? All right, so old, uh, Oklahoma, obviously, they put in Caleb Williams. He leads the comeback against Texas. Mm-hmm. This past week... A student newspaper is standing on a public building near the practice fields and observes Caleb Williams taking snaps with the ones. They put a story out, and immediately mm-hmm. media availability shut, shut down, down at Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> Just and like I that. think it's that a, is like what a, reporting is. I think a, Lincoln Riley has a rule: freshmen can't speak to the media. That's, it's so lame. Yeah, it's so lame and so antiquated. Rule. So I don't know that. And then you know, on the on the phone, I have Alabama Mississippi State to check that in for like the first quarter. I think it's going to get out of hand. Probably. Yeah. But also a distinct chance something weird happens. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get you our picks for those games next right here. on. Got our picks for the weekend coming up. Updated standings real quick just for the show because we're not going to talk about Cody with his huge lead right now. Uh, Cam, on the season, you are 32-28. and 28. I am at 29-31. and 31. I had a devastating week a couple weeks ago, like bad, bad. But we're going to bounce back. Uh, PJ, you're at 27-33. and 33. Yeah. For the season. So uh, we'll get you our picks yes. coming up. Uh, and, guys, this is an interesting week. Last week I will <laughs> – Cody uh, messaging in with some uh, stuff we can't say on the air. Uh, but, no, last <laughs> week was an interesting week. I was literally, uh, what, Texas and Ole Miss covering away from starting the week perfect. And then nobody got Alabama right. We literally all picked Alabama. Yep. Uh, but So no one got that one right. But just so close. So close. So we'll dive in to our picks coming up now. And, and again, some interesting ones coming up this weekend. And not necessarily the big-name games like we had last weekend, but some fun ones, I think. All right. UCF at, this is fun to say, number three Cincinnati. And we got to go quick it. here. Uh, Cincinnati is a 21-and-a-half point favorite. 
Yeah, I think that's too much, especially with, I mean, Cincinnati can control the game defensively. That offense can be a little sporadic, though, and UCF is always, always into these games. So uh, definitely closer than that. Give me UCF. Let me get the national champs, UCF. <laughs> Former national champs. Yeah, I'm going to rock with UCF, too. I think that 21 and a half is a lot of points. Cincinnati's offense hasn't been great this year, even though they looked really good against Temple. Yeah. Really good. But it's a rivalry game. I think it's going to be closer than that. All right. Number 12, Oklahoma State at number 25. Texas. Texas is a four-point favorite over undefeated Oklahoma State at home. I totally get the respect for all, uh, Texas and their new-look offense and uh, Robinson and what he's able to do there at running back. But – Put some respect on Oklahoma State, man. I, I think I think they outscore Texas and, you can't and win make this me. one. Nah, I think Texas. I think Bijan Robinson is a big part. Uh, they they played well last week, even though they lost. Surprised me. So give me Texas. The offense played well. The defense well, yeah. <laughs> did not. Uh, yeah, because this is home. It's at home, and I don't think Oklahoma State, which is wild to say, can score enough points. I'm gonna rock with Texas weird. at home. All right, weird. this is another fun one. Auburn at number 17. Arkansas. Arkansas is a five point favorite at home. Yeah, give me Arkansas. Razorbacks. Bounce back. Pig Suey? Hmm? Pig Suey? I don't know what that is, but I'll take wow. the Wow. What? How what? are you going to roll with Arkansas? You know what Pig Suey is. What? Man, this one's going to be tough for me. I think Auburn do, does get the win wow. on the road in this game. All right. Okay. Number 20, Florida. They are 11.5-point favorites in Death Valley. It's a noon kick, though, against LSU. Yeah, I think uh, Florida beats LSU in a big way for all the same reasons that Kentucky just did. I think – very similar teams yeah. and with, with what they try and do, and LSU's not going to be able to slow down their running game. Oh, yeah. Give me Florida. Uh, I, I lost all faith in LSU. Yeah, LSU, Eli Rick's done for the year. They're losing a ton of players. I think they have like 60 scholarship players for this game. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm rocking with Florida in this game, setting up a big game in the cocktail party in a couple of weeks. All right, Pitt, we talked about this one already. They are five-point favorites on the road at Virginia Tech in a really important ACC game. I know they're five-point favorites. I believe in this offense, and I know Virginia Tech's solid on, on defense and can slow them down. But, man, give me Pitt. I think they're going to run away with this one actually win by, like, 20. You guys changed my mind. I didn't know Pitt's quarterback Kenny, was that good. You say you're going to say you're going to – Kenny Pickham? Kenny? Kenny Pickham. Oh, wow. Yes, give me Pitt. Okay. Yeah, I'm rocking Is that with, what we're doing Yeah, now? That, that's exactly what we're doing. All right, I'm rocking with Pitt in this one. All right, this is my favorite part of the week. We give a big spread for the Georgia game to PJ and see how he reacts. <laughs> number 11, Kentucky at a banged-up number one, Georgia. Okay. Georgia is a 21-and-a-half <laughs> point favorite at home in Athens. This is a 3-30 kick. Oh, and you with Will Lev, former Penn State quarterback yeah. Will Bro, Levis. Like, I, listen, QB. your brother's on Twitter, like t- like retweeting pictures of Will Levis saying, "I miss you." Yeah, as he should, <laughs> as he should. Okay, uh, twenty one backup quarterback, twenty one passes him, thirty four yards last gotcha. week uh, at Iowa. Okay, why would he want to anyway. back up a one loss team when he could be leading a six and zero team? Anyway, like I said, the strengths of Kentucky play right into the strengths of Georgia, and I think Georgia again. Runs away with this one. Not saying Kentucky is a bad football team, but Georgia's that good. And uh, they're, they're going to slow down the, the run game. I don't think Will, Will Levis, as much as you know, I appreciate what he did at Penn State, I don't think he can take over the team against the number one defense in the nation. And you know that, that offense for uh, even, even if Kentucky slows down the run game a little me. bit. Just quit yelling at me. <laughs> even if Kentucky slows down the run game for, for Georgia, I think uh, Stetson – has enough to, to push over the edge with the passing. The, game, the, so. the Bennett and McConkey yeah. Georgia big. Yeah, give me Georgia. I think they're going to stop Kentucky. Kentucky's offense isn't nothing to really brag about, but 
Definitely give me Georgia. Kentucky was my preseason pick to finish second in the SEC East. Okay. They are well on their way to getting there. Uh, I do think they remain second place in the East after this weekend, and I do think Georgia covers. Uh, so give me the dogs at home. All right, Alabama. Nick Saban has only ever lost regular seasons back regular season games back to back once in his tenure at Alabama. Can Mississippi State make it happen? Alabama is a 17-point favorite on the road. Absolutely not. All right. Absolutely. Well, I, think, I think the defense uh, controls this game. Like you said, the running game takes over for Alabama, and uh, they, they win by 20 or 25. Alabama by 30. Uh, Alabama's yeah. Alabama, and Alabama's number five. 45-15. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 45-14. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they're just going to bludgeon Mississippi State. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. But I, I just don't think this one's close. Give me Alabama. All right, TCU at number four, Oklahoma. Oklahoma coming off that big win in the Red River. Red he, River. he did it. Red R- River. Shootout rivalry. Um, they are 13.5-point favorites at home. Now, like I said, every game Oklahoma plays is close. I know they got the new quarterback, Williams, in there, and I think that is a smart choice. But – Still think uh, TCU is going to play him close, and I'll, I'll go with TCU. What, to what's cover. the spread? Thirteen and a half points, two touchdowns. Oklahoma wins thirty-one fourteen. I think Oklahoma's going to yeah, decimate Oklahoma. TCU. Could be wrong. Been wrong before. Been wrong a lot actually, uh, but I think Oklahoma's going to win this one by a lot. Uh, number thirteen, Ole Miss, two and a half point favorites at Tennessee. <laughs> like PJ said, that could mean sixty-three to sixty. Yeah, exactly. I think this is going to be like seventy-two to sixty-nine. Uh, Tennessee is going to be lame and be like 31 to 27. Right, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. O- uh, or Ole Miss, excuse me, uh, still covers but wins close. I actually think Ole Miss is going to assert their dominance. I got them by a touchdown. Touchdown or two. Interesting. Yeah. On the road at Rocky Top, I think Tennessee might be the hottest team in the SEC, as crazy as it sounds. Weird, it sounds, yeah. Is, is Georgia's kind of just been steady. You know, I'm not saying they're the best team in the SEC. I'm just saying they're the hottest team yeah. in the SEC right now. That offense is cooking. Ole Miss's offense is obviously right there as well. Well, as wild as last week, they ran the ball against Arkansas. Over 300 yards on the ground against yeah. that Barry Odom, Arkansas defense. I think Ole Miss wins this game. Two and a half is really close to me. Uh, so I think Ole Miss covers that point spread, but maybe it is three. Right? Uh, maybe it's just a field goal yeah. uh, or just – three extra points or something like that because who knows if they're actually going to kick a field goal <laughs> in this game. Uh, but it's gonna, yeah. that's going to be one of the more fun games of the season, which means, like I said, it's going to be like 27 to 10 or something lame like that. All right, number 22, NC State. They are three-point favorites on the road at Boston College. Fun fact, NC State is ranked this week. Clemson is not, and Clemson's playing tonight. That's so weird. And and that that. that I mean that's that's a good description for this game too. It's just an, an odd one. I don't. I know I've said I believe in this team. I believe in that. I, Do I don't, you believe in the Fighting Dave? I Lawrence? don't believe in any of these teams. Uh, you know who knows who's going to show up. So I mean I'll go with NC State. I know they. I believe they have more more talent on their side of the ball, but you know who knows. Boston College. They almost beat Clemson. Had a close game. NC State did beat Clemson. Oh yeah, but Boston College had their backup quarterback and went on the road. Okay, all right. So, but they're at home now. So, give me Boston College. I was gonna say give me Boston College because they're at home and also because the ACC can't get out of their own way. I think it all kind of just circles around. So we we'll get point. the picks from the three and out guys as well. Uh, you can find them on all of our social media pages coming up tomorrow. Uh, just like Kevin says, guaranteed to be wrong. And you can see and laugh at how wrong we are, and you can laugh at BJ for picking a team against Georgia like we've done every week. It's my favorite part of the week is going on Instagram and just seeing people dragging BJ because he's usually the only person <laughs> that goes the other way against Georgia in the spread. So uh, go online, follow all of that. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back, wrap up second down right here. On- 
We had a, a good friend of mine send in a message and say, why didn't you guys pick the... I'm going to wait for Eddie Vedder to calm down a little bit. Thank you, Cam. I uh, had a good friend of mine send a text to say, hey, why didn't you guys pick the North Carolina-Miami game? I'm like, Well, number one, because it's Miami and North Carolina. Uh, but number <laughs> two is because Mac Brown doesn't want us to talk about him. Did you always hear this? Oh, no. After they lost their last game, and a reporter asked Mac Brown, I was like, hey, you, you were top 10 to start the season. Like, yeah, well, that ain't our fault. <laughs> <laughs> you guys overranked us. What did we do? <laughs> That's not our fault. We didn't do anything to deserve that. No, it's like a legitimate quote from Mac Brown is, well, maybe if the media didn't overrank us, y'all wouldn't be so disappointed in us. <laughs> so I don't want to put any additional pressure on Mac Brown and those North Carolina Tar Heels. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a fantastic, that's, that's great. It's like you get, you get hired somewhere and they're like, man, you, you're, you're like really struggling in this job. I was like, well, man, I didn't say I could do this. You hire. hired me. Hire how is this me. my fault? He made the expectations higher because yeah. of last year. He's like, how, how, can't how, get mad. how is this my fault? Y'all are the ones who overrank me. I know we suck. <laughs> why, why didn't y'all? So that's why we didn't pick the North Carolina game. Maybe they'll talk about it on three and out. Who knows? Three and out coming up next.